I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I have with me Nancy Basel? Basile? Basile. Here to talk about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Nancy, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Sure. Uh, my name's Nancy Basile, and I grew up in West Virginia. So when I started writing murder mysteries, I wanted to set them in the hills of West Virginia because I just, I absolutely love where I grew up and I wanted to pay homage to that area um, because I think that people have a different notion of what it's like to live there. Um, I think they have a very stereotypical notion of the people who live there um you know what what jobs are like what the setting is like um so that was the first thing that i wanted to do was kind of like break down those barriers um and once i've lived all over you know i've lived in la i've lived in cleveland but that's the place that i still call home even though um i don't live there now i live in lancaster pennsylvania uh, but I still, it's just so close to my heart. I visit all the time because my family's back there. And every time I go home, I, I just drive around and, you know, I find more places <laughs> for my books and think up more ways, you know, to incorporate places there um, to, to put in the stories and characters and things like that. Um, I, I've, always wanted to write murder mysteries but i've only started in the last five years or so life you know took its time and got in the way and things like that but i'm kind of glad because now at this age i have so much more experience to draw on and i just remind myself that agatha christie didn't start writing books until much much later in her life too <laughs> so We've kind of covered this a little bit, but is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Some. Um, <laughs> my mother's always trying to figure out if I've based any of the characters on people we know. <laughs> um, some of it is um, the main character moves away, you know, and moves to a big city, um, gets out of Dodge, so to speak. And I grew up wanting nothing more than to leave my small town behind and move to a bigger area. And it's ironic, and my my family makes fun of me now that I write about books set in that area because in in the books, she realizes that, you know, living where you grew up and amongst your family is precious, you know, it, it's important. And having those roots and those connections means a lot to her in the books more than having the career and being able to just walk down the block and get a Starbucks and things like that. <laughs> um, so I had my time away. And now, yeah, I do crave being in, you know, back home and closer to my family and in the hills and the wilderness and the you know trees and hills and fields and all of that good stuff um so that part of it definitely is more based on my life um and just how important my family is to me uh, and i also uh have done a lot of 
uh, internet work and web work. She's a web traffic analyst. I do a lot of digital marketing or have done a lot of digital marketing. So those skills, but beyond that, that's really it. Um, you know, the characters aren't based on specific people I've known or anything like that. Um, everything else is very, very loose, you know, very, very <laughs> loosely based on, you know, the area. And I purposely, it's, it's called River Sutton, even though that's not the place where I grew up, because I wanted that freedom to be able to kind of play with, you know, places and names of places and where things are located. So I didn't want to make it as realistic uh, as it could be, because I also didn't want readers saying, no, no, that's not where that is. It's down this road or that road or, you know, those things. <laughs> So I wanted the freedom to be able to play with things. So beyond uh, kind of the life and career of the main character, that's really where my life experience ends and the the imagination of it begins. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. And I get the wanting to play with locations. Yeah. In my book, I created a town called La Sola, Colorado. And I put it between two real towns, you know, just to give it kind of an anchor point. Yeah. But anything other than that is complete <laughs> fiction. Right, right. Yeah, you want to have a river where you want to have it or a lake where you want to have it or, you know, a business or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And you can't really do that if you set the story exactly in Pagosa Springs or exactly in Durango or <laughs> yep exactly they will call you out <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't done that with the second book that I actually had the nerve to set in Denver <laughs> oh <laughs> is that when you had to get the map out and really pay attention <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the main character had to come to Denver for a uh, a uh, uh, rancher's expo. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's wild. So it's like, okay, she's here in Denver. I really gotta be somewhat right on. <laughs> yep, yep. That sounds like fun. Which is kind of hard when your characters are like elves and centaurs and things. So <laughs> being accurate in a town of Denver. <laughs> yeah. Elf rancher? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. A Native American elf rancher. <laughs> wow. Awesome. So do you have any advice for those who want to write or uh, write cozy specifically? To write cozies specifically. Um, I would say really get to know your characters, um, to have very unique characters, because one of the main reasons I think people love cozy mysteries is they become friends with the recurring characters in the books. And they love quirky characters. Um, and the more unique 
you can make them, uh, the better. And not to take them too seriously. That's kind of, I mean, somewhat seriously. Obviously, it's usually a murder mystery. But um, one of the books I was writing in when it was going through editing, um, two of the ARC readers uh, in one of the scenes said to me, hey, this is a little heavy for, you know, for a cozy. I think you need to pull back on this. And I was like, ooh, I think they're right. You know, um, they they got uncomfortable in in the drama of it. And so I had to kind of lighten it up and pull it back a little bit. Um, that's kind of the fun, really, of a cozy is that you can have fun with it. You can, and you can poke fun at the tropes and you can poke fun at the very thought that it's a cozy mystery you know things can be silly things can be lighthearted. um so to have fun with it and to yeah to have quirky characters and really get to know them you know flesh them out and give them a fun backstory and you know interesting personalities what makes them tick what makes them different from each other you know, they don't all have to be, you know, the smart talking grandma, <laughs> you know, they can, they can take on their own things and to, and also, you know, it's great to have an outline. And generally, when you're writing a murder mystery, you do have to have some kind of outline, because you, you need to drop those clues and red herrings where they're going to go. Um, but also, as you're writing, don't be afraid to let the story or characters kind of take you where you need to go. I mean, I'm sure as a writer, you have found that too. You're writing, writing, and it's like, oh, hey, this could do this, or I could put this here. And then suddenly you're off on a different direction and you kind of have to tinker with how you thought it was gonna go and now it's going to go a different way or whatever. You know, not to be afraid of that. To, to Sometimes that's where the magic is that you didn't know could show up. Absolutely. And I am, my writing style is I write by the seat of my pants, which oh, okay. unfortunately gets me into trouble sometimes. <laughs> there was one instance where I had the book all set up for one killer and another character kind of stormed in, did what I call the Emperor's New Groove entrance, kicked <laughs> in the door and it's like, I did it. <laughs> it's like, really <laughs> mm -hmm. you were supposed to be in here for two seconds yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um in my second book a fatal fumble there was a i discovered kind of usually my best thinking is laying in bed like in the middle of the night or when i'm trying to fall asleep Ugh, which is the worst <laughs> but uh, you know a whole storyline in a new character showed up that I had not considered it and added a whole other depth to the story and, you know, another suspect. And it really, I mean, it just hadn't even been there in the first draft. You know, I hadn't <laughs> finished the whole book and I was like, whatever. And then I had to kind of, you know, go back and retrofit the whole thing, but it really made it much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun when that happens, but it's also like the most frustrating thing. Cause it's like, <laughs> I was done. Right. <laughs> right. 
but you know <laughs> it's going to work out better in the end, so you persevere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have, on the subject of our wonderful and annoying sometimes characters, mm -hmm. do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters? <laughs> you know, generally I think an author author's favorite character is their main character. And I do love my main character, but I think my favorite character is her sister, Jen. Um, because she can, can say and do things that, that Robin, the main character, can't. You know, Robin <laughs> is the protagonist, and she's the one who uh, has more. She's more moral, kind of. You know, she's the one who has to be the here, the heroine, the good guy, and her sister is the one who doesn't mind, like, you know, saying what she's thinking and smack talking and letting her temper flare and you know all that good stuff. <laughs> Um, so I think that writing her is more fun because she's like that. Um, so she's kind of my favorite character, I'd say, her sister. <laughs> and her sister's um, also the one who's, you know, always got her back, always, you know, trying to keep her out of trouble, all that good stuff. <laughs> uh, I think yeah. our side characters don't get enough love right? <laughs> for what they have to put up with <laughs> right right exactly i actually wrote a short story about her and her wife because um partly because i like them so much but i was writing they i was asked to write a story for an anthology that was a mystery but had a little bit of romance and i didn't want and the main character in my books robin pierce wasn't at a point where she had a romance yet, but Jen and her wife had just gotten married. So I was like, ooh, perfect opportunity for a side character spinoff story <laughs> with a little bit of romance. And it worked out great. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. So you mentioned Agatha Christie. Would you say she's an author that most influenced your writing? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Um, when I was little, I started with Encyclopedia Brown. I don't even know if you're, you're probably too young <laughs> to know who Encyclopedia Brown is. And then I moved on to Nancy Drew. And then I moved on to Agatha Christie. And I read all the Agatha Christie books. Um, huge Agatha Christie fan. Just, I mean, she's the gold standard, really, when it comes to mysteries. And within that genre, she has written so many different kinds of books, and she's had so many different kinds of sleuths, you know, the amateur sleuth, the detective. Um, she's had the unreliable narrator, you know, she's had locked room mysteries. She's had, she's covered every trope there is. Um, yeah, she's, she's definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Um, I, but I have a lot of, you know, modern authors that influence me. Louise Penny is a big one that I read now. I just finished her latest, The World of Curiosities. Um, I really like Tana French. I really like Elizabeth George. So, but yeah, Agatha Christie definitely influenced me as a younger person. Mm -hmm. I 
Edgar Allan Poe also. Oh, I could never get into Poe. Uh, my um, writer's imagination always made it probably scarier than necessary. <laughs> he was very scary, but I read him during, you know, my teenage dark gothy phase. So. <laughs> oh, that explains it. I never went through a, <laughs> yeah. a gothy phase. <laughs> I was... I think the closest I came to that was watching Gargoyles, oh, the afternoon cartoon show. series. Yeah, that's a good show. Which actually got me into being a myth nerd. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can see that. Especially through the Avalon story arc where they went to like West Africa and met one of their uh, folklore characters. Mm -hmm. Then there was one episode where they went to uh Navajo territory and met Coyote the trickster and <laughs> yeah that was an awesome show yeah I loved it I don't blame you <laughs> like I said it's one of those things that got me into being a myth nerd <laughs> cool. what else got you into being a myth nerd um more so now just because with writing my cozy mystery as is as it is a mythological cozy mystery <laughs> in a way to um researching for the main character Sabia gave me a chance to research into my own culture as part of the Choctaw tribe and finding out some of their folklore. I based Sabia off of their well roughly based Sabia off of their um Kawi Anukasha, which are their forest dwellers. So mm -hmm. it was it was a very interesting research process. <laughs> cool. Very cool. But back to you. You are the guest of honor. <laughs> <laughs> if you and your main characters sat down for coffee or whatever your preferred caffeine intake is <laughs> what beverage would she get and what would you get oh well i would get a cold brew with uh sugar-free vanilla syrup and almond milk that's generally what i order and she would get whatever like the special is with the most sugar and most cream whipped cream and sprinkles <laughs> is like a you know a Mocha, double mocha frappuccino with whipped cream and chocolate shavings or something like that. She <laughs> all of the caffeine and all of the sugar that she can get. She loves <laughs> sweets and she loves coffee. Um, there is a coffee shop in my books called um, Grounds for Appeal. It's uh, across from the courthouse in town. Oh, great location and a great name for that location <laughs> yeah and in the first book the the coffee special is a mocha's operande <laughs> so yeah they drink a lot of coffee in my books because i love coffee <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, i created a coffee shop called sparks for the first oh. book does a mythological creature own sparks? A centaur with lime green hair and gauged ears. 
she's Sabia's best friend named Lexiana. <laughs> I like that name, Sparks. And her coffees are not your normal coffees. You can get them with like a pinch of confidence because you've got a big meeting coming up or... <laughs> oh, if only that were happening, you know. Or a possible. splash of charisma because you're kind yeah. of on a blind date. <laughs> That was such a fun setting to create for that. <laughs> nice. So when you're not writing or busy doing whatever else you do, is are there any hobbies you like? Oh, I read a lot. I read, I read, I read. Um, I mean... Oh my gosh, my husband and I watch a lot of um, shows and movies. Um, we're big movie and TV buffs. In fact, our honeymoon and our 10th anniversary, 10th anniversary, we went to Sundance Film Festival. Um, we were supposed to go to the 20th, for our 20th anniversary, we were supposed to go back to Sundance Film Festival and then COVID happened, so <laughs> we couldn't go. Um, but I'm not a crafty person and I'm not a, <laughs> I'm, I'm not very domestically inclined. So I don't have hobbies like that. I mainly just read. I just devour books like crazy. Like I have a Kindle unlimited subscription and I just read as many books as I can. Nice. Yeah. And I get the being in the movies thing thing. I'm into classic movies. <laughs> Nice. I love a good black and white movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we're always trying to get our kids to watch older movies. It's a no-go. My daughter <laughs> literally said to my husband, I don't want to watch your old black and white cowboy movies. <laughs> oh, there's so much more to black and white movies uh, than cowboy movies. I know, but that was what she said. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Thin Man got me into mysteries. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot uh, of good, lot of good black and white mysteries. <laughs> one of my favorite. One of my favorites is called The Women. Mm. It was, it was put out in 1939. All the cast, right down to the animals, all women. And in 1939, that's pretty unusual. Mm -hmm. The story is this uh, upper Manhattan wife finds out her husband's been cheating on her. And basically it's this whole story arc of her actually getting him back at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's kind of, but it's got one of my favorite ending lines they confront the woman who actually stole the man away married married him and she's been messing around on him <laughs> and after they've kind of exposed her she goes like there's a name for you ladies but it isn't used in high society outside of a kennel <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one <laughs> that is a good one it's it's a great movie, and I, it's one of my favorites. Nice. 
they did a remake of it for um and turned it into a musical called The Opposite Sex. They put they actually had some male actors in it this time and <laughs> ah but it still focused a lot on the women. Huh. Cool. So, yeah, that's like one of my favorites. <laughs> well, if it's ever if it ever comes across my guide, we'll have to watch it. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Nice. So how can my snoops and sleuths follow you? Ah, well, I have a website, nancy-basile.com, B-A-S-I-L-E.com. I'm also on Instagram as Media Medusa, and I'm on Facebook as Media Medusa. Nice. And I'll be sure to put those links in the show's notes. Great. I've had so much fun talking with you. I can't believe we're at the <laughs> last question. It's been a blast. <laughs> what is one complaint your characters would have about you as an author? Ooh, what is one complaint that they would have? Oh, that is an excellent question. Um, they Their complaint would be that they don't get enough downtime. They're just <laughs> running around all the time trying to figure out what's going on or running from someone or <laughs> I mean, they, they don't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> they don't get a lot of chill time, you know? Oh, that is excellent. And then the next book, the, the two sisters are starting up new businesses, so there's no rest, no rest. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. I love that answer. <laughs> well, I have had so much fun talking with you. Thank I'm you so glad we could do time. this. <laughs> well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons for keeping the show commercial-free and growing, and I'd like to thank my coffee clutch for their help as well. If you'd like to become a member of my coffee clutch, go to coffee.com slash the cozy sleuth. That's ko-fi.com slash the cozy sleuth. Or you can become a patron on my Patreon page at patreon.com slash the cozy sleuth. And if you want to hear <clears throat> if you want to hear cozies read by live actors, check out the cozy mystery rats maze wherever you find your favorite podcast. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.